guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, Mike brought a comb. And our wife is cheating on us with a tentacle monster, because we're talking about possession. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake. I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's fan talk. No. Wolfman's got nard. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly roll. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Really? Yeah. Woo. Shout out. Then head over to cultfilminreview.com. Put in your request for films for us to review. Also, check out some uh, videos there. Uh, whatever else, dude. Just buy a t shirt. Great sales. Yeah. Oh, um, what do we Cody's say? Cody's always closing. Always closing. Cody's always closing. <laughs> That's always a closing. shirt. Right there. <laughs> Cody's always closing. So buy a shirt because you need to wear something. Hey, guys. <laughs> I took a promotional photo. You may have seen it on our social media of me wearing said shirts. Okay. <laughs> You'll also be signing headshots. No, by, yeah. by the time they go to the website, we'll have a new shirt that says Cody's always which, closing. Which also reminds me, if you're coming out to Film Bar on July 5th, I will have those photos there signed. Mind for you to get by me. <laughs> you gonna put that on on eight, yeah. eight, eight and a half by eleven? Yeah, uh, yeah. Do, uh, he's bringing the printer. He's doing, yeah, he's doing, doing <laughs> right there. He's doing Hot heavyweight white. That's right. Sign him right there. I for bought you. some shit like that one time. I was like, oh, I want to buy this like little piece of art over here. And then like I was like, I'll take that. And then and, like he's like, okay, give me like five minutes and like printed out a shittier version of that <laughs> artwork. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. So join us on July 5th for Hard Ticket to Hawaii. They can get tickets where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. That is correct. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Mulbeck. Hey, what's up? And Michael Celestio. Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about Possession. It was directed by a name that I'm not even going to attempt. Andre... Andres? Zulowski? It's Zulowski. Zulowski? Yes. Nice. I like just the way it sounds, so I'm going to agree with that. Andres Zulowski. That sounds legit. Yeah, that does sound legit. That sounds like a Rocky villain. God, we're we're way... You know what? I just want to stop us all right now. Way too confident on that pronunciation. I'm probably wrong. Probably wrong. Let's just move forward. Probably wrong, but if he doesn't pronounce it like that, he should start. Yeah. Made it better. Came out in 1981. Don't know the budget on this, but it made $1.1 million in the box office, and currently sits at eighty five percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. This was a fan's pick. Mm-hmm. This came to us from Drew Abbott, and uh, Drew had to say, uh, "Possession is a bizarre pseudo Lovecraftian movie that unfolds within a somewhat grounded drama about a failing marriage. Contains some what the fuck memorable cult film moments, great intense performances, and the movie leaves a lot open to discussion at the end." Overall, it should make some interesting discussions. The filmmakers were not fucking around when they made this movie. Definitely not a casual movie to play in the background at your Halloween party. It's better than Ghost of Mars and possibly even Congo. Oh, fucking wow. gauntlet throne. Does this, does this wow. person know us? I'm sorry, well, who is this? Uh, he probably listens to the show. <laughs> yeah, okay. Who is yeah. this? Who it is was a here? fan pick, so I imagine no, no, they no, listen. No, no, I know. It's I'm just sorry, weird because Chris Drew actually Abbott. literally Drew, who that. the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> 
is what I want to know. You're going to throw that gauntlet down? He threw it down hard. Touche, sir. Hold on to your fucking knickers because this one's going to get, uh, uh, this one's going to get, this is going to get you real riled. Get ugly. It's going to get real riled up in here. <laughs> All right. So just pay attention to Cody tonight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, has uh, anyone before the fans suggested it uh, seen this film or because uh, I, I know I have and I'll talk about it before. I feel like this has been on our Plex server forever. Yeah. No, and I, uh, I thought so. I thought like this was going to I thought Mike was going to pick this film or someone's going to pick this film. I thought it was Mike for some reason. But for like no, time. it was Kyle. It was yeah. Kyle. It mm-hmm. was Kyle. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Um, so I stumbled upon, uh, upon this movie on, um, believe it or not, like a fucking Watch Mojo top ten list. It was like top ten most uh, intense or crazy or scenes from movies, and there's a lot of other ones on the list. Like there was stuff from like uh, Necromantic and Cannibal um, Holocaust, and then there was this one, and it was um, the scene which we'll get to later. But it was the scene when she's in the subway station that was focused on in it, and I was like, "That sounds fucking amazing." So the first thing, what's the first thing I did? Texted Monty Ozzy because uh, you know he has everything, <laughs> and of course he had this movie, and I was like, "Holy shit." Well, I want to watch it. By a strange turn of events, I didn't actually get to watch it before it got returned to him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Got to hold on to the... Yeah. So, so I got to see this too. <laughs> and yeah, after he re- after he got it from Monty, I was like, oh, this, this film looks sick. And I snuck up into his room and I got it. <laughs> and I watched it. And then um, I don't even know how we returned it without you watching you, it. You, you, I remember it was some events that you guys were both going to be at, and you just thought to yourself, "I'm going to be a, a good, a good friend and bring yes, this back." That's right. And didn't ask that's if right. I'd seen it yet. And I got home. <laughs> I'm like, "Where the fuck's the movie?" He's like, "I gave it back." It was, that's uh, right. <laughs> well, luckily, I jumped on the internet and I found this is actually a Mondo uh, releasing. Put this out. Okay. So they had copies of it still, so I ended up ordering it. And that's I finally watched. Yeah, because I was I was uh, I, I figured that I I pray that we didn't get the American version of this film, which has like some crazy no, amount no, of time Mon- cut out of yeah, it. Yeah, Mondo one is a hundred percent. It's all original, original, fully restored. And that's the one we watched. So nice, Chris. What about you? I saw this already once before, uh, oh. probably about six months ago, because oh. we, I had access to that Plex server and. That was a movie that either somebody had told me about or I saw a clip or you recommended it, Kyle. That could have been a number of things, but I was like, I'm going to check this out. The cover is very interesting. Nobody's giving Kyle any credit. I know. (laughs) Zero credit right now. I I might have read it myself or uh, maybe a small child told me on the street for no reason. Uh, I guess it could have been Kyle. (laughs) All right. I I will say, for for the record, (laughs) I I have been talking about picking this movie for about a year on the show. If you guys are confused. Why do I feel like it was Mike? I feel like because you probably think it it, it feels like it's a Chris, Chris Mike pick. It does. That is true. Right. That is true. um, It's not. It's Kyle. Well, I mean, I, I, I did decide to to choose it. Yeah, out of the fan list of yes. of the things, but only because Kyle had been talking about it for a long time, and I just felt like it was time. Yeah, I wanted to make I Kyle's mean, dreams I actually, come true. I actually like. I got so excited when this fan pick came into my email. I think it was at work, and I was like, "Oh fuck yes, finally! <laughs> like a way to force me to pick it." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in his cubicle. Yeah, I, I screamed in the I don't quiet know what's office. Wrong with Kyle, but he's like he's like undulating on the floor. Like <laughs> oh, what a cool know. word, undulating. undulating. Look at that. You don't get to use that often. How many undulations are you? That's <laughs> you. You know what? That's up a, to you. It's not a bad. That's, a, that's a great choice. <laughs> well, we should probably get to what this movie is about. So it's time for plots with Mike. All right. So this film stars Mark 
Mark is coming home from some kind of weird covert uh, mission that he was doing, talks to a bunch of guys, goes back to his family, who he hasn't seen in a long time, only to find out, like, something's off, you know what I mean? Like, his wife's a little distant, and then come to find out she wants a divorce. And uh, more things come out. He's, he presses on her like somebody else, finds out, yeah, yeah, there's a guy, there's somebody else. And he just can't take it. The jealousy starts bubbling up, and that's when shit gets weird. Really not then, but, like, maybe even when the credits roll. But, like... <laughs> Right, right in the opening sequence. Um, but um, yeah, like everything starts getting, uh, I would say, symbol- symbolic. Symbolic. There's a lot of symbolism that goes on. Some weird shit goes on. Some very surreal aspects uh, telling the story of this guy going through his divorce. Uh, and and that's really, I mean, that is the plot essentially, right? These two people and how they're going to coexist, even for this child. Also, that there's a child between the two of them. Um, who get, it's almost like your basic divorce story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with fucked up tentacle monsters yeah and bob's just too of an adult name for that kid <laughs> i thought I, the same thing yeah, i was I like bob i was like, like bob. bob every time they said bob i'm like who the fuck are they talking about maybe his name's bobby but they just decided to shorten it or like, like or is robert can we call yeah. robert maybe robbie Rob? Robbie, bobby yeah, bobby, like yeah. Are, yeah. you know maybe he's a bobby bob? but he's an old soul So let me ask you a question when does a bobby grow old enough to be like you know what i'm a bob i think i'm a bob 23 hey, hey it's bob 23. I think maybe earlier than long that. Long extended. Even. Long extended. I mean, you, you could go you know, over to Bob. Dude, you know what? Dealer's <laughs> choice, dude. Dealer's choice. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about possession. I think what you want to do to Bob is inhuman. So, what you're doing must be human. How long is it going to last? I don't know. One week, two weeks? And how do you dispose of ideas like, like honesty and loyalty? I could only believe that it happened cleanly at first sight. Okay. It makes things easier. I was in his bed the first night I met him, if you have to know. What do you expect of me? Look what you're doing! No one is good or bad, but if you want, I'm that one. And if I knew he existed in this world, I would have never had Bob with you! And we're back. We're talking about Possession. Came out in 1981. Made put 1.1 million in the box office. You know, that only rivals Sam Neill's second biggest movie, which is Jurassic Park. Event <laughs> Horizon. Yeah. Event Horizon. Don't forget Horizon. <laughs> Man, in dude. the Mouth of Madness. He's a real cult icon. Yeah, I'd he say. really. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. Like, I don't know if it was just his like younger years, and that's what he, I mean, I guess he's always been in this type of film because he does play in a lot of these films he does i mean right after this movie right or is it the same year he's in um the third um omen oh yeah yep he is yeah. same year released the same year do you think it was just like okay sam here's we got we got a great shot with you with steven spielberg you're playing a paleontologist <laughs> does he study demons <laughs> is he a demonologist no, as well dinosaurs <laughs> like dragons <laughs> sure sam <laughs> Is there anything supernatural no, about they're, this? They're, they're bones. Yes. Okay, I'm on board. Okay, bones. <laughs> yes, bones. Death. Are scary. Yeah. Plenty of death. Yep. Call him and say yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so Samuel plays Mark in this movie, and uh, Mark is a spy, mm-hmm. which uh, really doesn't uh, comes into play later, but really has no meaning. I mean, it, 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 I feel it like there's something ever. to it. I feel like there's something to it, even if we don't all grasp it. Yeah. I think, like, 
maybe I should have listened to the commentary, but yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like there's some point where the director's just like, and this is the part where I, I wanted know, to like show a real shitty spy. Though. Everyone has hiding. I don't think so because he has a few moments where I'm just like, ooh, that's a spy move right there. When like when like the, we'll get to it by that when he yeah. deals with Heimrich. In the bathroom, I'm like, that's well, that's a spy kill. Okay, right yeah, there. but Ooh. hold on. Even before Didn't that, even though, think about that. Heinrich, yeah, that's Heinrich, a spy kill. Heinrich beats him up in the most frou frou kung fu he, way I have ever seen dude, in my life. He, so he ain't he he ain't like the John Wick type fucking spy. He's the like he's like espionage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, doing he's just looking through and binoculars shit. and shit. He's not beating up ass. I, I think his, I think his weapon is his ability to fucking talk and like so and sneak so he, around. And and what, what is he like? His job he's is been to go- look. It- He's get go- information on some guy. He's been gone for a year. I know that yes. much. I don't yeah. know exactly it's what his job de- is. Deep cover. He has a conversation yeah. with a bunch of German. Uh, I don't know le- leaders. Let's just say. Uh, I think we just call them like secret military. Yeah. people. Okay. Authoritative figures. Yeah. So we just that's all we really get until we're introduced to his wife. Uh, you know, when, when he goes home, he gets dropped off at the apartment complex. No, that, that you have him flipped. He gets dropped off at the apartment complex, and then he goes and talks to the oh, people. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. That's correct. He, he, go, he goes home. It's like this weird, and let, it's a very weird kind of like right off the bat. She already don't want him to be there. It's either like the tone. This is the tone of the whole film, or it's just like yeah, there's something definitely going on because these people have zero chemistry. And yeah. you can tell like it's like that weird uncomfortableness, like you know something's wrong, but like two people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, he he's kind of trying to talk about it, and she's obviously very much standoffish. There's a lot mm-hmm. of mystery to why she's so upset. Yeah. Like, what did he do? You he's know, gone for a year. He's gone for a year, but also she kind of, I mean, she plays it off almost like she's like trying to forgive him for something. Well, you know? she yeah. straight up asks, did you have sex with anybody while right. in this year? And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. And she said, then he had you? And she goes, no. Yeah. And then that's like, a, like right off the bat, you're like, that's a weird fucking question That's when they're, lay, they're laying in bed and they're like, yeah, we can't have sex with each other because we just don't like each other. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Sam Neill is kind of, during this conversation, he's kind of in, is he admitting his faults or is he, or like, they're kind of in this conversation. No, he's just really trying to, he's really, he's definitely like the personality, I think um, Mike or someone said it, it's like a personality, he's trying to, he's trying to just come to a resolution and fix the situation Mm -hmm. where she is, she is already checked out and she's done. So like everything that he's doing is, he's just attempting to come to some sort of resolution so he can feel some sort of justification. I read a really cool, um, somebody, somebody who said and had a cool comment on it, which is like Sam Neill. I, and I kind of agree with it. Sam Neill spends the entirety of this movie trying to see his wife as, a horrible person as possible so that he could finally feel free of her. Mm-hmm. So like all of his actions where he's just priding and pushing, I think he almost wants to be inflicted with as much pain as possible so he can fucking get over it. I took it as a different way. I took it as he's putting all that shit on her to blame her and that he doesn't have to feel anything because he doesn't admit to being at fault for anything in their relationship. What's he at fault for? He's gone for a fucking year! That's his job. You don't think she knew that before she signed Dude, on to marriage? That kid's like six again, years old. It doesn't matter. Let's go, like, I'll put in I my mean, military experience on this where people are gone for a year, dude. Everybody's fucking spouse cheats on him. Like yeah. it happens all the fucking sure, time. Sure, but but my point being, they were together clearly much longer than a year These, because of the age of Bob. I'm not saying that Mark is at fault, but I'm saying he is trying to get her to admit anything 
so that he can that cut he it can, off. Yes, so, so that he does, so he doesn't have Look, to feel. It's clear, it's clear, like this stems from more than just him being gone for yeah, a year. This is like, a, this, this is, is something that, and I don't think it's one or the other person's sole fault. No, not no, at like, all. I just, it always takes two people to. No, no, to, I, to and I agree. Movie. I agree with that. My point of view, though, from this movie and what, what I saw is that Sam Neill's character never really accepts fault, though. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would agree with that, but um, I, at first, yes, absolutely. I'll agree that he goes through he, what seems to be stages yeah. of anger yes. uh, and then kind of comes to... He gets well, and, accept, but we're he getting gets, way he ahead gets, of He this. gets to, to acceptance, but that then brings me to another point which we were getting way ahead of. I think he comes to an acceptance point of it. So um, th- Well, anyways, at this point he goes and he talks to these authoritative figures that we talked about. Um, and yeah, it doesn't. that doesn't really go, seem to go anywhere. It doesn't really doesn't seem like, to go anywhere other than like he gets to go... Well, they, they mentioned just, something about a guy with pink socks that plays to some thing later on mm-hmm. but um he goes back home and that's when like everything's missing well because wife's he says gone he, he kids says he's gone. done he's done with he's done with spying he's done with it and they right. want they want him right. yeah they want him to keep it going and he's like nah dude i'm done yeah because i'm gonna go and, and, and because spend he time thought, with my family right yeah he thought he knew that this was a detriment to his family yes. again going back to like this weird irking like kind of uncomfortable feeling of like he knows something's wrong and he doesn't really know how to fix it but like he's got an idea you know yeah. this, so that's what it makes it heartbreaking. He goes back home and then well, wife and on. His wife has taken a, like every time he interacts with her, Anna, like he, like it, it is like getting worse and worse, and she's cutting it off so quick that it, he doesn't even have time to like fully react to what's going on. You know, it's like he right. just gets home and she's like, second phone call, I mm-hmm. want a divorce. You know what I mean? After he's trying to figure out through her friend, is there something going on? Like, is she seeing somebody? Just tell me. She immediately calls him up and is like, we're done, Mm -hmm. you know? Which, again, isn't, like, in my opinion with this movie, and and too, and just in in her own personal experiences, the problem is not, is she seeing someone? That's just the, that's the, uh, the, what you want to jump to, because, again, you want that, that that, that reassurance that... It's okay for you to be pissed, pissed off. off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like your justification for the whole situation. You want that confirmation that y- yeah. they were the asshole and you weren't kind yes, of a thing. Exactly. And I think yeah. that's what he's looking for for the ma- for a long majority of this. And I movie. think that's what makes us so. I think maybe that this whole first part of this movie like really uncomfortable. Is that anybody who's gone through a breakup like kind of knows what these feelings feel like? Mm. Like you break up with somebody. If it's a bad breakup, you want to like. Be the one that proved that, like you got you on your feet first. Well, especially and you're always especially trying to find you, some dirt to make it that it was justified, and you weren't the problem. Um, I think I, the stages that you were talking about earlier that Sam Neill goes through, I think, are I don't know, pretty well defined. You know, like as far as how they show you, like yeah, the anger stage, like them him trying to justify it, him trying to find any reason to hate her, him wanting her back. Mm-hmm. You know, like him literally hurting himself for her. You know, and then. It just not work, and then coming to that realization that like he doesn't need her, but that there's an interesting story to that in this hmm. movie as That's well. That's interesting yeah. that yeah. you, I mean, just uh, I want to stick on that. You said hurt, hurt, hurting himself for her. It's interesting you took it as that because I took it as uh, it was almost like a way to feel something again. Like oh, he couldn't I, feel anything. I took anything. it exactly the way Chris took it. Really? Because I kind of yeah. saw it the way Kyle did. Yeah, I interesting. Took it, I took it exactly the way. There's, there's Chris some stuff. Took it. We'll get to that scene though. I mean, yeah. we're not even there yet. I mean, we are at the point where I mean, we we're, we've kind of gotten introduced to this family. Yeah, you know, and their like turmoil and their troubles. 
And poor Bob, by the way. And 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 it just, yeah, it just seems like every time these two have an interaction together, it just gets more intense well, and, and more violent. Yeah, and that's the other thing too that kind of irks me a little bit with this with this movie is is like the, the little impracticalities of that that kind of take you out of it. Mm-hmm. Right, like so when they meet, I think after that they meet in the restaurant. Is that when they yeah. meet in the restaurant? Yeah, great. And they, oh, can I just say, love the way the scene was shot. Can I? T- this <laughs> yeah. movie, this yeah. movie, well, this movie I, is shot. I was so gonna well. hold off on that because I could go on for hours. Like the cinematography, well, this, yeah, is yeah, we don't have to get into amazing, it. The cinematography true. is um, <laughs> is amazing. I'm sure it will come up in reviews or towards the end of the show, but it is amazing. Um, and they're in this restaurant, and then like just the whole reaction of Sam Neill and how it goes from like. 60 to 100. Not only that, like when we just start fucking throwing chairs, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it just, it was too over the top. Take, take, took me out of it. Mm. Took me out well, of it. Well, I right think there. that's where like this film, this is maybe that first glimpse that you get. And this is something you see throughout the rest of the film too, is that there is some like purposefully over the top acting that's being done. Oh, yes. For effect. Like, you know that they're, this is not, like, bad acting, and no. this is just, like, how they know how to be. Like, it's definitely something that you can tell a director told an actor, I want you to ramp this up to 100. Like, to the point where it's absurd, like, no person would ever act this way. Right. And, but um, you, go you on. Know, you know what I'll say is interesting, though? Like, I, I, every single actor in this film, I think, is definitely over the top. So it's hard to, like, pinpoint one mm-hmm. or the other. But honestly, like, when I look at Sam Neill's performances, I think what I'm... The reason why I don't have the same feeling you do of of his performance, especially in this scene, being over the top, is because he, like, clearly is throwing, like, so much of his energy into his actual performance. I'm just, I'm almost, like, I'm almost taken back by just being an actor, whereas, like, you look at the character of Heimrich, he's the one in the film that I feel like is... Awful? A little bit, way too over the top. <laughs> oh God, yes. I can't. At, at like, wait till we get to a certain when you, point. When to you talk look about at, that. yeah, when you look at the field of actors in this film, and they're all playing these over the top, huge, emotionally driven performances. And then Heimerick, you're just kind of like, God damn, what the fuck let is me, up with this guy? Yeah, let me say, let me say this. Uh, I don't think there's really, maybe him. I don't, I don't really don't like Heinrich in this movie, but. Um, as far as the two main characters go, there's they're not they're they're not bad acting. I agree. They're doing what they're told and they're doing it to the best of their abilities. And it's it's actually really good to watch them like do what they're doing. What I'm pointing out is in the in the part of the story is it just takes you out because it's it hits a point of so like especially that early on in the story, you hit you hit such a quick point of okay, this is I'm already taken out of reality of whatever this is because it's so goddamn over the top of a reaction. Like it, it's it's it was too, hmm. it was too early on for for that shot to be fired. I feel like I got like I I feel like it just impressed me right away. It's kind of weird that you you it took you out of it because I feel like if anything it sucked me into it because I was like you know like I when I first saw the movie I wasn't expecting it to for these actors to get as intense as they do in these Mm -hmm. scenes and to the point where I actually am like somebody might have gotten hurt like doing that scene because it looks like they just went full force falling on the ground you know rolling around through furniture shit throwing furniture shit like that it's like it's it looks like all one take almost you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like 
I, I don't know. I, in, the, in the choreography of it all, I was like, this just feels r- real to me. Like, if you know, even though it was like crazy scenario, like the way it sounded, the way it echoed, the way it echoed, like it just had this really like raw <clears throat> feel. It's interesting that you brought that up because there's something I was just about to bring up too. And I wonder if um, our perceptions are slightly skewed because this is all of our second time watching. It's Cody's first because I will, I will say on first time watch, this is, this is definitely not a one watch film. There's so many weird ways and interpretations you can pull away from this film that I feel like in the first watch is really just acclimating yourself to the style and the way that the story is going to be presented to you. And the second time is where you can actually kind of notice, you can take notice of those, Points like that where it's like what looks like a crazy scene is just like what's just this wonderfully choreographed chaotic thing that really like puts you like in at the edges. Jesus Christ, where's it going to go from here? Feels like thing. it's flying at you. Like I feel yeah. like I'm in the middle of those chairs when they're getting like flipped over. You know, and yeah, it's think- just the visual storytelling of this. I feel like sells it. I noticed for me. it more this time than the last yeah. time. I'll say I, that I got a de- definitely a different impression. Uh, the second time watching this, like, and and I kind of identified kind of too, like, where I think my first impression of this was kind of more like yours, Cody, like, holy shit, what the fuck am I in for? And now it's more like, oh, like, this kind of feels like when you're in, you're you're seething it at, to the, to the, in your eye, like, to your eyeballs in anger, right? And you come up with this weird fantasy of some crazy fucking, like, yeah. really attention-grabbing thing you can do right. to try to win an argument that you think people are just going to be sh- stunned at. Yeah. yeah. And, it, like, you snap out of it and go, well, yeah, that'll get me arrested. Like, yeah. it, it, it definitely that's... felt like that. And that's where you feel like, oh, man, I think we're dealing with very surreal elements here. I'll, um, here yes, because, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. Like, it I thought might this... be not real. Like, yes, I thought the same thing. I thought this on this watch through, I was like, okay, well, I, I got the sense, like, since we're like following the this film basically through Mark, I'm like we're starting to wonder. I'm like, how much of this shit is like actual reality, and how much of it is his, is his like fucking psychosis and mm-hmm. shit? And it was just like, it was uh, yeah, it, it it struck me a lot stronger this time through. And I was I, I actually think I'm giving it gonna can kind of give it a little higher praise for that because I'm like, well, that's I think great filmmaking, you know. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm just trying to. I just feel like so the style they did this movie in makes me not feel like it's corny like it feels like it has that dramatic side to it which which makes me not find these over the top scenes like maybe as i don't know laughable as you did i wouldn't say they're no no i wouldn't even say they're laughable i just say they're they're misplaced like especially at this point in the movie again so i'm going into this movie not knowing anything i didn't even read the synopsis going into it all i know is like obviously there's some supernatural element to it because of the cover art got that Totally pick up on that. So then going into it, and then, you know, when we have, like, these instantly dramatic, really no backstory, Mm -hmm. kind of drag-out fucking fights happen instantly, you're not getting the... For a two-fucking-hour movie, like, you're like, okay, this is where the slow burn is starting? Okay, so it's just gonna go even more fucking ridiculous (laughs) than this. I'll totally agree with you. This this watch here, I will say, the thing that I I point... That I called out as, like... um, I guess it, a, a, a lacking element of it is just a little more like if they had spent, if the filmmaker had spent just a little more time establishing maybe the relationship that was, that once was, 
it would, I think, help the help me or in other audiences justify his aggressive actions. Yeah, because in at, it. after this point, for me at least, it just becomes Sam Neill becoming an aggressive fucking asshole for the rest of the fucking film. Well, I no, no, not for the rest of the film. I feel like I feel that th- there's a point where. Yeah, those first couple of stages and that first, let's just call it 40 minutes of the movie, mm. like it's the deterioration of their, I feel like it's the complete deterioration of them as human beings with each other, even yeah. showing him going through withdrawals, like almost like he was on drugs well, or something. No, he went on a binger. Yeah, he, yeah. He went he on was, a binger he was and clearly he was drunk yeah. and Okay, so up. he was going through like withdrawals <laughs> and, and, you know, writhing around like a, you know, like a heroin addict, basically. It, it was just, it, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, he went through these like stages of anger. There's the whole slapping scene, but then eventually, I feel like it shows that that he wants to come out of that and be because he meets uh, a new love interest, is which I feel like pulls him away from. Well, I feel like we're depression. glossing over like a really important part here. Yeah, is that before, well, we be- need to get back on track of right. the film. So, but but like before the even the the chair throwing scene happens, he says that he doesn't want to see his son again. Yes, yeah. which is something that like. Another thing that a I... A father, like, you're like, what the fuck? Nope, that was another thing that I jumped on immediately. Like, mm. there's no way. And then you think about it and you're like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, this guy's being so... I, I feel like this is a petty action. It like, is. Yeah. yeah, you're taking my son away from me. I'm gonna fucking prove it. Like, I don't even want to see it. How about that? Like, it felt like that kind of like a spiteful kind of totally. thing yeah. he was doing. Totally. But to your point too, I, I agree with you, Chris. I do think he, he starts going on an upward path because... He obviously abandons this idea very quickly. Like, he does. He uh, spends no, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He goes on a fucking binner, spends three weeks missing, and then comes back to find that his kid has not been taken care of. So he just does it so, out of fucking having to do it. So let's can we okay? So let's talk about this. You're saying a and bender? then yes, that's a, the, exactly. And then he takes. Ooh, what I, do you mean? I want to disagree with you. Then what? he takes. Hold on. Then he takes. Then he takes. I feel like taking care of his son as a weapon towards her. Mm. Of like, well, fuck you. You're not around now. I gotta be here. And now this is a burden on me because you fuck you. Mm. And I, that starts a whole nother trend. I don't know that he was on a bender. It's pretty. Clear he, yeah, he was he, he was gone for three weeks. I, I no, I know he was gone for three weeks. I, I I took it as I, and I don't know if that anybody room else was, was full of alcohol bottles. No, 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 but I felt like the 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 way he was writhing on the ground in such pain, like. The the irony of it was that yeah, there's alcohol everywhere, but I took it kind of like he's going through withdrawal. It looked like, 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 like a guy like he go, got what, presented. Like, like he, he was, got what he threatened, but he doesn't. Now he's fucking mad that he got it. I think the withdrawal is his wife leaving him, yes. his kid leaving him, yes. and I think that's what kind of like. Gotcha. I mean, that's symbolically that's what I took. Yes, I agree. That's what I, I don't okay. think it was a literal like. He was yeah. gone on a three, or See, maybe literally. I don't. I yeah, maybe that was I the real it, thing that I took, happened. I took it. I took it as took a. It. I took it as a literal, and the the only reason when he came back to find that his son wasn't taken care of, it was like, oh, now I got a fucking one up on you, and it's more of a power move. Mm. It's a power move again. As as a person who's <laughs> gone through two divorces in this situation, so I can kind of connect emotionally to some of this stuff. I also have one son, um, <laughs> like. It was, it, I, to me, I took it as a power move of like, well, this is you dropping the ball. This actually, sh- again, shows that you're the piece of shit. I'm not. 
Even though I just tried to leave my kid fucking three weeks ago, this just proves that you're even shittier than me, and now I have to take over. Even though I didn't want to, I'm still taking care of your fucking worthless ass. Yeah, but you don't think that he's taking care of Bob out of pure spite, right? No, no. no there's definitely so. love there. I there's think, definitely I, love I, there. I, yeah. I, but I, I, think, I, think, I think initially, kind of. initially yeah. yes. I think it is. I, I think, well, I don't even think initially because I don't. Bob's not what brought him back to the apartment. Like, I don't think Bob's what brought him there. But no. I think, I think no, initially her. he, when he takes care of Bob, that's, I, I, I get from that scene, There's that comes from a genuine place. But after he puts Bob to bed and his wife comes home, that's when he weaponizes the fact that he he yes. was he was there to take care of the kid. Yeah. So when she just fucking shows up and just starts, it's true. He is her. a piece of shit in some degrees. Like he, yeah, you definitely. Know, he I, and it keeps and it keeps on rolling. Like he keeps on rolling with it. I mean, there's obviously opportunities that, that are, are never like like the whole thing with <laughs> my my the whole <laughs> my the, I kept on laughing about. Uh, one of the things that this movie does that I also just am not a fan of is it's very repetitive. Um, this lady comes home, I don't know, six times. Um, at the, and he keeps on asking her not to come home. At that point, I'm like, change the fucking locks, dude. He doesn't want to. He wants her home. Yeah, though. he doesn't. Like, yeah, that's a change, bullshit argument. Change the fucking locks. I'm not an argument. I'm not on you. I just, no, no. Yeah, but, uh, I, that, but he's I, making that argument. Yeah, no, I, I, agree. I don't think he believes that. No, though. I agree, too. And then, Chris, you brought up earlier, too. Both of them kind of do this. Heinrich's a, like, Heinrich's a, a funny character in, in the fact that Heinrich is, in my opinion, just a kind of brush over him. Well, let's talk about who he's he a is bold, first. He's a bold well, yeah, let's, character. We, we should let's definitely talk about who he is. Who, who he, is. So, yeah. he finds out that his wife has been sleeping with somebody. He calls yes. his friend, her her friend, who... Marjorie? Does, is that her name? Marjorie, yeah. Marjorie. Has a broken foot? Despises Mark, by the way. Yeah, and also despises has a broken foot or yeah. leg? Yeah. I, I don't Something's know. Something's wrong with her leg. Yeah. She had a cast on her um, foot. She despises Mark, and she, she only wants to see him have pain. <laughs> so she tells him that... Basically, yeah, she's been sleeping with a guy for going on a year now, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, "What the fuck?" So um, this is, and she finds out later on that it is this person named Heinrich. 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 Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can go from Heinrich there. calls Mark. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he makes well, a point to say. Well, yeah, because yeah. no, Heinrich's Heinrich's whole goal is like Heinrich's thing is like he again. This is where that year Dude, of him going away comes into play. Is he not like the quintessential like douchebag? You yeah. would, you would hope you you would like never hope he's, your girlfriend ends up with. He's <laughs> like, the, are you fucking serious? He's this the guy? one. No, he's the one who looks for girls like that. Oh, your 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 husband's yeah. gone. You've been. Oh, you're so lonely. He's all into new agey I, shit. I, I will, yeah, but and he's always playing like the morality yeah. card. I will take care and, of you. And, you and deserve fucking, better. With this. your shit, yeah, you yeah. know, and she, and what I think he represents, at least for her and in the relationship, and how this divorce is happening, and, and how I see it, what he represents is basically boom, couple breaks up again, immediate, immediate. This is the first boyfriend afterwards, and again, your first suspicions as a male are just like Sam Neill's. That distrust of women comes in. Oh well, was is he better fucking? Is he a better fucker than me? Yeah, he fucks that's an better. Uncomfortable thing. He fucks better. Is it's, that what it is? It's like that scene in Closer. Everybody knows that scene where he's yeah, yeah. But I don't want to breeze over the fact that they that they specifically uh, it it is a known fact in the film that like the big thing the big thing that drew her to him was like was it it, this is purely a sexual relation for her. No, exactly. That's what and that's one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent what I'm saying. He represents and is like the first part of it because the second part of it and what I think the ending of this film is and I don't want to get into that is the is the yeah is the is the second part of what I'm going to say and how this story goes, but. He he's he's the first stage of her moving on past Mark, basically yeah. is what his representation is. It may just be a, a, a boning 
uh, of sorts, but that's what he represents. I think the end represents another portion of her m- moving on. And I'll well, I also want to. I also want to point out too that like when he does convince her for a, what he thinks convinces her for a split second, because he, he uh, let's say she does come back before Heinrich even calls him. Uh, she comes back and he pours his heart out to her. I'll do anything for you. I'll fucking. I don't care that you that you cheated on me. I don't nope. care. Like he does all these like weird like desperate things. You're like kind of like come on. She's dude. like I yeah. don't love you. Yeah. <laughs> and for a second you think he wins. Like she said, it seems like she's gonna stay. Mm-hmm. And that's what Heinrich calls. Right. And he's just like, well, I'm taking her back. Like fuck you, dude. <laughs> like I got her. Right. But I also want to note that I feel like that scene also really shows kind of like. This woman isn't like whatever this why whatever the reason was that she went and went to go sleep with this guy. Like she feels terrible about it. Mm-hmm. Like they, at no point is I she agree. like coming off as just like well fuck you. I think this yep. is over and all I want to do is get out. Like she's not angry. Uh, she's very much like I know I did something terrible. Right. I feel fucking terrible about it, but I hate you. I don't yeah. like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's heartbreaking more than like I feel like it. It's not quite as angry from no, the outside. It, it's not. It, it's not quite as angry from the outside because Sam Deal's <laughs> overshadowing that with his own anger. Well, yeah, he's very, very angry. That's the thing is, like, he keeps on. I feel like that's this the story here of what's really going on is Sam Neil is yelling at her. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. Yeah, 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 doing the, the 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 whole fucking thing, and the whole time, at least in the beginning part of the film, is she's saying, "No, you just don't understand, and you're not going to understand," and he won't hey. accept that answer. Well, he won't accept that answer because he knows there's a something she's not telling him. Like there's a piece, and there but clearly I mean, is. Like the, other than yeah, the, but other than the that's, one affair, that's, 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 <laughs> the, that's the movie part. I'm talking about the actual like symbolic message of this film. Like in, in my opinion, I like I think that's. You know what I mean? Like that's what one hundred percent what she's saying from the get go of this film is. I think she's saying she's done. She may not be fully done because he keeps on fucking dragging her back in. Well, the kid's there too, and yeah, she cares about the kid. No, don't get don't get me wrong. Yes, the kid is there too, but the kid is also like the the kid's not the important part of the story in this one, which is kind of weird, except for the end, which I feel like he's trying to say something with that, but. Um, because it's more or less about they kind of use him. They kind of use him as a weapon. They kind of use him as an excuse, and it's just a way to bring her back. I feel I, like I, the the only thing is that. You, but you could say, "Hey, could you drop the kid off at my fucking place?" Or I'm going to take the kid out and walk. That's what I mean. Like the, it's just an excuse for the, them to come in and out of hmm. the house. Um, I mean a little bit. I, I I do feel. I feel that. The wife does feel remorse. Oh, I because she looks at this as being like, yeah, I can't, I can't deny any of the things that you're saying. Like, I don't like you. This relationship is over. And you need to get the fucking move on. I one hundred percent agree. But you're absolutely right. I went about this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I fucking went and, and slept with somebody else. Uh, I betrayed our marriage. I betrayed uh, like our 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 parenthood with this child like all these things she feels guilty right? for and I think that's what really brings her back I think she wants forgiveness to some extent but yeah but he's, he's not fucking ready to give it that. but yeah, can I just say yeah. that like the name of the movie is Possession yes and the way she goes about some of these even though even if she maybe does feel remorseful or something like that there is an element to her acting that yeah. make that or the acting choices that she makes and the way she like communicates with Sam Neill 
that does make it seem like she's going in and out of a possessed yes. kind of mm-hmm. state, you know? Absolutely. And so so that kind of adds to the confusion as to, like, is she remorseful or is she, like, totally a like this heinous woman that's just no, moving yeah. on? I, like, when she, I'm I, I was glad got, you brought that up. I yeah. always got the moments that where she felt like this heinous woman and, and stuff like that is when she was always pushed too far by Sam Neill's character. I... Where he just well, would fucking prod and prod and prod, and then she'd be well, like, "Finally, get away! I am the fucking bitch!" And then just fucking go crazy. Well, she on has him. a couple of moments like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I. No, but there's even there's there's even like uh, there there's even a scene where that she doesn't explode. She just is like she's like literally like disgusted even by him and by the sight of him and the way it, him touching her and stuff. And it, like that whole performance does. That's where I feel like the supernatural element of this film kind of comes into play because there's a lot of moments when she doesn't seem like she's actually in control of her body anymore. Yeah, yeah. This Wait, gets... I'm sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that, I mean, and then as the movie goes on, I actually feel that more happen yeah. more and more. And it gets progressively stronger over yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. Well, the first big hint to that, too, is like when he goes to... Um, I mean, I don't think anything really happens too much at this point between these points but he goes to see Heinrich for the first time and he and he basically invites himself into his apartment and he sees all these like psychology books yeah so which autom- automatically I think leads him to believe I knew it you're fucking brainwashing her yep and yep. that's the first time where you're thinking as an audience member oh maybe maybe he's right like well, it's a maybe spy this Heinrich too, guy so is... he's looking for certain right, things right, right? and he has a, a weird bookshelf too he's got a weird like bookshelf full of psychological fucking shit too mm-hmm. so I think that there's Something in, I mean, if I look closer at the titles, I feel like I, and if I was more literate, I guess, more well read, um, I would know the difference between maybe some of those titles and what they were trying to say. But um, I did get the impression that you clearly know that uh, Mark is looking at these books and saying, hey, wait a second, these are books that are teaching him how to brainwash my wife. And then it becomes like the Broad. Like it's very fucking, yeah. Like, the brood? Something's up. Yeah, no, brood, the brood. Sorry. <laughs> the brood. You know, the Way broad. Then it becomes the broad. The broad. Hey, Chris, Way Chris can you Photoshop uh, <laughs> the broad? Uh, the broad movie poster. The broad. Yes. The broad. Um, <laughs> I was going to say just on that point, yeah. um, when we're in that scene, I like the what they do with it, though, because... You've got Sam Neill showing up. They end up getting in a, in a fight, like, mm-hmm. um, but uh, those are the fanciest kung fu I've ever. Yeah, seen. I mean, oh yeah. but all the while you're kind of like as I an like, audience member, bowling? they're making you kind of like Heinrich because of the way he's treating the situation and he's trying to be civil. Well, he's very you know? what? Yeah, but, I found him oh, un- yeah. unlikable from the get go. But what a pretentious asshole! Even down to as a filmmaking choice, like having the mother live there with him and have her be a part of his world. It like it's trying to soften you up. That's what? so funny because the mother oh. being there made me think he was more of an a- more of an asshole. Be yeah. like, really, you like just you banging just random your... chicks with your fucking mom in the apartment? God, it, it definitely, it definitely it like falls into the like the more modern trope of like the weird yeah. like uh, yoga teacher boyfriend who's like super peaceful and you can never get anything over him because yeah, like he's he's always acting so far above all of it. Yeah, but he's also just a but, a fuck. But but the fight scene is great because it kind of shows that, like, 
That's not great. <laughs> what? No, 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 because it does it does lead into like this. The this, fight scene itself and, is bad. Yes. But, well, the yeah. fight scene itself is bad, but what I'm saying is what it brings to the table is like here he is this whole time trying to get it over on this Heinrich guy. Heinrich is just like so peaceful and above it all. He's doing. He's, he's living like, on a totally different yeah. ethical like like plane here, and then he resorts to violence and gets his ass kicked. Yeah. To which you see this is kind of being like, oh man, like now you're like. In his mind, I feel like emasculated. Yeah, yeah. Oh, say. definitely. Even like more. this idea that, like, oh my god, I've been defeated by such a greater human. Oh, being. Oh, not only that, like <laughs> he's also been told that by his 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 wife that he's he just, fucks better. He fucks better. He fucks yeah. better. Not only yeah. that, he so this just judo just chopped his ass. So yeah, I fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last answer after to be good at one thing. It I was, was like, resorting God damn to it. violence. I was so mad when I saw that. I was like, a fucking judo chop. Yeah, come judo on, chopped the fuck out of him. He kicked him in the face. Yep. Yeah, but dude, he judo chopped him. Yeah, he fr- he started out with a couple chops. He he goes, I'm pretty sure I saw Swayze doing that in Roadhouse. No, Swayze no, had a fucking like... throat, Chris. How <laughs> dare you? This guy does it with style. I'm pretty sure he chops somebody. Yeah, this, this is guy, too much This guy style. does it with too much style. Too much style. Yeah, it's a little too much too style. Much style. Like saying, on the catwalk style. You keep, yeah. saying, <laughs> you keep bringing up that he said, <laughs> yeah. you keep bringing up that he said he fucked his wife, you know, and that's one thing I love He's about the, the movie is that they they the the conversations, it's like, it's almost what goes on inside your head mm-hmm. when you yeah. are feeling yes. this way. It's the kind of things you wish you could ask your significant other. Just like, come out with it. Do, does he fuck better than me? It's all these like insecurities yeah. that he's basically like laying on her, and she's just this like is people, fi- this she's is just firing the worst back. Thing. No, this is what people fucking do. No, I'm not saying that there are things that don't happen in reality. I understand that, but there yeah. is a sense of it's so much of it. That it's all too good to be true. Yeah. When he's throwing those fucking chairs in that initial scene, and yeah, like the yeah, you, you get the impression, yeah, okay, obviously the chef and like the fucking thing have to tackle him. So there's some reality to it. Yeah, and obviously like, something like this has probably happened before, yeah, but it's like in reality, you'd be in fucking jail right now. <laughs> like there's no way you're getting out of that. He didn't even look that fucked up after that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure he would have looked a little banged up. There's some like, weird shit. There's there's scenes where when he when he when he there's a scene later on where he starts hitting her and she's bloodying and she's walking around through the streets. Oh there's my no god, we didn't way even that talk in about five this. seconds. Somebody's gonna be like, call the cops right yeah. now. There's a bloody woman, and a guy chasing her and grabbing her, yeah. like. It's, Dude, some cars fell off the back of like a tow yeah. truck. <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's still right. in front of a. Oh, There's man. definitely an aspect of this movie that you feel like, okay, this is not really. Maybe this is not really. Yeah, happening. I, I think it's. I, I think what uh, the best way we can look at it is like. So I mean, it definitely not a shocker. The filmmaker was clearly going through his own divorce when he wrote this, this film, time, yeah. and I feel like a lot of these scenes, the slapping scene, the going crazy in the restaurant scene, the confronting the, the other guy scene. I feel like. These are all moments that I, he probably fantasized about and yeah. thought about. One hundred percent. And that's he accurately conveys that I think through his filmmaking style, where it's like when you're watching it. To Mike's point, I, I felt the same way. I'm watching this and I'm watching and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, but this didn't ever actually happen. But this is something that somebody had thought about and fantasized about. And that's how we took it in the film versus being like, this is like, oh, this is all the director did all this shit. Like never, we know that this stuff really happens, but this is like what the general populace tend to do is they tend to think about all these things that they're going to do they don't do. I never was uh, fantasized about being beat up by a bowler. 
What do you mean? A no. bowler? The fucking pose yeah. he does at the end oh. of the last oh. fucking thing. And I will say, I don't think the director fantasized about getting his ass kicked. No. I think he fantasized about it's confronting just, the guy. It just went poorly. Yeah, I, I think it's how your mind goes through things. When you fantasize about things, yeah. there are moments in your fantasies where you're like, oh, but the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Yes. And like, there are moments of that that happen like That's that. That's what where separates yes. norm- <laughs> us from the psychopaths. And, and yeah, <laughs> it's also like, I, I also think it's like, it's... What makes this such a cerebral film is that when those fears manifest, yeah. like as the worst possible scenario that could happen, you know exactly where they're coming from because, like, I feel like everybody's kind of felt them to some extent. If anybody's been through a bad breakup, you do start feeling feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. You've been as through- soon as somebody she starts dating somebody else. Yeah, yep. you start. You start sizing that person up to you, and 100%. you start wondering things, and you start realizing things, and you, like. I feel like this film does that well, and I think they're doing it in a very symbolic way. Yes. I don't disagree with anybody here with what they're feeling, whether it's real or not. I just kind of feel like there are moments in this film where you're kind of like, okay, but like, is this, this is not realistic. If I took this real realistically, like this guy should See, be in jail and this is over. No, no. Yeah. What, I, what, I, what I take realistically out of this and what's put into the overtop performances in scenes like this and in this movie is not so much... Like I feel like yeah, this was the the like how exactly the director was feeling. This is him getting his fucking bitters uh, out on film, basically. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I and mean, I, and yeah. I don't know. It's not sometimes it's not a good look. I think it's the same <laughs> thing we talk about like the brood. I think it's very much like same situation. I yes, mean, it can, you can make a film about your divorce and the fantasies that you may feel during your divorce. Right. I don't want to make it seem like but I maybe this guy but was... I, but, but I also feel like this guy, like from what I was seeing, I'm like, dude, you are just... You're re- like, I get, like, trust me, been through it twice, my friend. I get it, it's hard. I know, but there's some real overly emotional shit in this movie. I mean, but you that can't I'm picking up on. But but you you you. I mean, none of none of us could actually say that because depending on how one person emotionally reacts to the situation versus how another person emotionally reacts to the situation is completely like, different. Like, let's take a scene that oh, we'll go back to a scene that we we kind of talked about a little bit. Like the this the scene where they get in a fight and he beats her. Yes, yeah, that scene, and that's pretty much what happens next, right? Like, yeah, yeah that's basically what happens next. Okay. Is he comes back. And he's all beaten and bloodied, and then she comes home, and then she again just starts pushing him. Pu- pushes, uh, she, well, yeah, pushes, pushing Both, on him, yeah. but but she's really just emasculating him even more after yeah. everything that just happened, essentially. And yeah, then he fucking, I think she slaps him first, and then yeah, she oh, yeah, yeah she, she does because it does that that slow mo shot, and then he yeah. just fucking. Bam! Gotta get that back justification in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So go on. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're at this point. He he hits her. And yeah. There's a, there's a fight but, between the but two. But I mean, that whole scene, I took that almost as too realistic. I'm like, this looks like like you. I was like, okay, I took this as you got to the point to where you were so angry that you saw yourself beating the shit out of whoever you're. This movie's about mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I took it as because the way is the way it's done, the way it's acted, the way it's written. Is uh, that scene alone is that that's probably the most horrific scene in this movie to me? Oh yeah, it's a terrible scene. Well, she gets a terribly bloody nose and face too to go with it. Yeah, and she's running down the street like a I, I just mean like the whole like the whole the, 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 just yeah the, 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 whole... the, the, the idea is striking. But but again, I don't feel like 
I don't feel like that's super outside the realm of reality. Again, the thing that separates that's what's that, terrible that, about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing that separates, I feel, feel like you know the 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 herd of society and like the exceptions out there is like people do fantasize about. Maybe it's not a girlfriend. Maybe it's a maybe it's a coworker, a friend, or someone that you just really pissed about. And you fantasize about beating the shit out of the person, but you never <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah, there's there there are base animalistic. F- automatic feelings that you may feel yes. that we always fight but like being a civilized human being means that you don't almost, act on those I almost things. feel like I, I almost wonder if this movie was a little like cathartic for the director whereas like all these things he thought about doing he could actually get other people to do That's and what perform I totally on felt screen. From this film. Watching know? this the second time, I definitely feel like he was like, here's all the shit I fell, I'm gonna throw it on this fucking celluloid. Yeah. And like someone yeah. else can do it. He doesn't have to do it. Yeah. And it's almost it gets that that kind of not justifying system. I don't want to be no, like, no, justifying yeah, I, I don't think he actually I, would I ever do that. No no I one hundred <laughs> I one hundred percent See, that's what scares me about it because I 100% agree with you guys. Like, that's what he was he was trying to get out. But part of me is like, man, would you? Well, you were kind of part of this shit. Like, this shit got that because it, when I read this, what what his point of view of it was when you say bad divorce and this is it's pretty bad. This is pretty fucking bad, and you can pick up where it. And you're like, was okay. So how much of this is taken from your reality? And then where where what part did it stop? You know, I I got a, a strong. Um, Lars von Trier mm-hmm. vibe, especially the movie Antichrist. Well, definitely the actresses. Well, I, I feel like are have that kind of. I think both that you, range. Even Sam Neill and and um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe in that, but like even I, I'm thinking more just the. I, I I guess I'm thinking more in the emotional context of the director, the writer was going through yeah at the time because I mean that's part of his depression film yeah, series, right? And like <coughs> I get this exact. Man, I get the exact same feeling and vibe. It's like he perfectly captured and encapsulated all kind of the dark thoughts and shit that he had, the anger. and he and anger, and he put it on film, just like this director did regarding his divorce, and he put it on film. It's almost like a a, a way of releasing it through art or yeah, something. I agree hundred percent with that, and I think it was over dramatized and fantasized, you know, to both films to be a film to be a movie. So I, I get that yeah. part of it. That's like the one scene though in this movie that does not feel like that over the top which one the one where he beats the shit out of his wife uh no i totally thought it was way over the top i don't know man the 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 i'm I'm specifically talking i guess about the dialogue Mm. and some of the things and how even after he's done he fucking comes back he's so mad he's so mad i think he's not only mad at her for he let he's also mad at himself for beating the shit out of her I don't know he lets her go and then, and then chases, he chases after, after her. her because again he because he got so mad that he let her get that mad that he was gonna fucking go beat her again. What, really, I, I kind of that's took what it, I got. I kind of more took it as um, fuck. I I hit her. I need. To I might never see her again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it did it did seem like a it came from his his motivation after hitting her was like a place of of remorse and desperation and like kind of like. It's like he was scared because yeah. he's just like One, I crossed the fucking line. I'm never going to see her yeah, again. Yeah, 100 so. agree with you. I think he does hit that in that scene, and then it fucking switches back to anger once he realizes that she's already fucking down the stairs and leaving, and he doesn't even get a chance to apologize because I feel like he feels like he should because again she started it. She slapped him first. 
Can you imagine? She also laughs at him in this scene. She also emasculates him further because he asks her to. She hits him and he says, "Do it again." Because the thing that that put me on on that on that thing is like because I again same thing. I was like, "Oh man, he feels bad about this." And then that switch flips again of anger, where I'm like, "This is where this becomes too realistic for me." Was this to the scene before or after he hires the private investigator? This is after he hires the private yeah. investigator, like early in the film. Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah. he hires the private but investigator. It takes about, even it takes he... about forty-eight minutes to get killed. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about possession. You're looking at me as if to tell me that I need you to fill me up as if I'm an empty space. Well, I love you too, but what makes me go on is to know he'll return and I'll make him suffer and and I'll hurt him and I'm betraying him, but this brings me small rewards. Well, yet I, I can't exist by myself because I'm afraid of myself. Because I'm the maker of my own evil. <sighs> Goodness is only some kind of reflection upon evil. That's all it is. Let's get into when, uh, so this awesome spy has to hire a private investigator to, to follow his wife, which is, uh, that, that one threw me off too. I was like, a spy has to follow an investigator. Okay, but it drives me I mean, the story. there's different types of spies. I like these investigators though. They're kind of- I do too. They're, they're fucking great. I love like how, like, yeah. how they- <laughs> Like when he's chasing her to to he's the apartment. The worst is he I, not the worst? I was the I, I, I said that I was like, man, that's the worst fucking tale ever. <laughs> God damn, you're you're well, literally running next to her, sprinting. It's hard not run- to be suspicious in I a like, town with nobody. I like when he runs up the stairs and he, he's like, I know, I know what I'll do not to draw suspicion. I'll just run past her, <laughs> and he just runs past her. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he gets uh, he gets up one more floor and he just starts stomping his feet like he's going up the stairs. It was pretty bad and yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, it was really bad. That's that was probably some of the the worst acting yeah. in this film, actually. However, some of the like w- one part that I really loved with him was when he does get into the apartment and he starts. He claims he's like the window inspector. Yeah, the, super. Such yeah. a such a weird fucking like. It, it seems like you fucked up, but it worked out for you. Like I'm I'm here to fix you know the windows, and she's like. I mean, I guess. Oh, fuck, I can't believe that worked. Yeah, I gotta check all the windows. I have to check all the windows because an old lady said that uh, glass fell. fell, and that he needs to check all the windows to make sure that there's in, the, in the entire building. And yeah. you know, what? It, it's it, just it's her the turn. Only smart move this guy has. It's a job. Yeah. Is a job. Yeah, it, it is. And I, I love this scene because he like really he keeps it going. He even like stays in that character. Yeah. Even to the point when she's trying to seduce him, and he's just like. I'm just here to check the windows, ma'am. Jesus. And he's like, he's just so committed to this bullshit character he just made up. Like, no, why? Because he yes ands. But, but my, <laughs> my point with that, my point with that was going to be like, up to this point, I thought he was the the most, the, the worst actor in this film so far Ooh. because him tailing is terrible. Yeah, but, but then, like, get, when he's in here, away from him. when he's in here doing, doing this, doing his little spiel, I'm like, you know what? That's great yeah. fucking acting. I was on We're, the edge of my seat during that scene. I was, I, I couldn't remember if where, where we saw the monster for the first time. I, I, I feel like we, we see a hint of it, right? If, yeah, it's in the bathroom. Yeah. In this scene, it's yes. the first time we see any oh, little Oh, you're right, you're right. He goes into the bathroom and he sees the, just, the creature. Yeah. And then, he sees uh, like a bloody mil- yeah. like egg yeah. sack on a wall. And it comes up and stabs in the neck with a broken wine bottle. That's right. Oh, man. That's right. And, and multiple then again. Times, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this scene a lot because it really, it sold me on the fucking stabbing. Well, her, I mean, I don't know if we've really mentioned it, but her acting is really phenomenal in yeah, this she's movie. Amazing. Yeah, we really haven't even actually down, focused on her. Even down to that's this scene where she has just a broken wine bottle. Her eyes are so wide mm-hmm. and maniacal when she starts doing this. 
This also plays back into the possessed state that she seems to keep going in throughout the film. Like, just jabs him and tons of blood comes out of his neck and then does it again. And it's ruthless. And 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 I'm, I, I guess we don't know at that point what she does with the bodies, but we find out. Yes. Later. Yeah, because what happens is basically, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, he, he does not lose. Um, I'm sorry, he he wins in not being the worst actor in this film because that I think the worst acting comes up a little bit later. We're about to get to it here in a little bit. Uh, in this film, yeah, before the because you know we were saying how, how bad he was when he was chasing after right. But, um, Sam Neil meets uh, Bob's Helen. Helen. Teacher, Helen. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, while when this yes. investigator is, cha- is 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 tailing Anna. Uh, Mark is taking uh, Bob to care school, Bob. Bob. taking care of Bob, and uh, yeah, he he meets uh, he meets Bob's teacher, who is a spitting image of his wife. She's identical, basically. Yeah. Maybe hair's a little different, eye and colors. her eye Green color eyes. is is oddly bright green. Yeah, yeah. super yes. green. Um, so and and he's weirdly sh- like it, it's a moment of also like weird shock because he's like. He recognizes that you look exactly like my wife. Yeah. She has no idea, and then even asks, "Have you met my wife before?" And he's like, "Yeah, all the whole time." And like, it no, it, to, yeah. as if to say, and at no point in time do we have a conversation about how we look identical. Yeah. So it, weirdly enough, he just kind of goes into it. Um, well, first he accosts yeah. her. Yeah, he tries he to does. rip her off. He does try hair to off. grab her. Yeah, because he, well, he thinks the wig. Yeah, he yeah. He's like, wig. what the fuck? Like, what are you doing here at the school? Pretending to be um, somebody else. But she obviously has no idea what he's talking about, and it's just one of those other surreal moments where it kind of goes off, and then that's it. He never really addresses it or even talks about it ever again. It just confuses you as an audience member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because and, you're like, is it, what is this supposed to mean? Yeah, and it basically sets up for this teacher then to start making random house calls just to check up on Bob and like kind of fulfill that that motherly role yeah, immediately. Yeah, I mean, you know, later on in the film they do actually start they having lay, they a, lay naked together they lay naked together yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest thing that scene like just opens and, <laughs> and sammy's like so what are they not allowed to have sex so they're just gonna lay naked together is that what's happening i don't know i was I like was, i always thought I maybe they, they do have sex banged. eventually <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh she he does almost literally she, she i'm sorry she almost literally takes the role of anna Anna, who is the same actress, the same mm-hmm. identical person, other than eye color and Which hair. Which is could could that just be like again if we're if we're dipping into you know the psychology of it, the fantasy of what he wanted Anna to be? I, I th- I, there's a part <laughs> yes. of me that I definitely read that as um, when you date somebody for the first time, you're just kind of replacing the person. Maybe if it was a bad if you're if you're pining for somebody, you're mm-hmm. looking for another version of that person, person, right? Because you I can't think have you're them. you're replacing that you're placing that person with. The same, essentially trying to replace them with the same person, but with all the traits that you prefer, Cor- all the all right. the the opposite traits, basically. Well, but I, in the odd thing, knowing full well that that's not her, because he's still pining after his actual wife, yes. who's yeah. still coming over to the house. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got to. She's got to watch Bob. She's got to watch Bob or do the laundry or or make fight or with or her grind, grind, grind up some meat or grind up some meat and try um, to kill somebody. Can with we it. talk about that scene? Yeah, mm-hmm. that scene was really intense. Like just the, just the building of the whole scene, you know, where it starts with just some bickering, and she's aggressively, you know, using or preparing these vegetables and these in these meats, I I guess, in this meat grinder, and the sound is just grinding over this like argument that continues to get more intense and more intense. She's cutting the meat with the electric knife, which comes. Which into- well, what, well, I want to say, definitely not a good cut of meat. 
You got to use an no. electric knife to cut it. But the yeah. way she's cutting it, the <laughs> way good. she's so close to her own hand when she's cutting the it, meat, yeah, I kept it thinking, creates this tension yeah. and anxiety. Well, Chris, I'd like to, I'd like to agree with you in, if uh, on that, but I can't because there's just one other movie that does it better, and that's Emilio and the Waitress in um, fucking <laughs> the Stephen King movie, uh, Maximum uh, Overdrive. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Everybody knows that is the best electric knife scene. <laughs> and builds the best tension, Chris. It's not a lot of electric <laughs> knife scenes. I yeah. feel like it's those two should, movies that I know. Should we, of. Make, should we make a top like top <laughs> top three list? Well, I think there top, was another one. Top like, three electric knife cuts. Gremlins. Idle hands. Gremlins. Oh, there is one in Gremlins. There's one there? in Gremlins. Doesn't the mother pull, pick up a fucking yeah. Yeah. turkey knife and maybe serial mom uses one? Oh, I don't man, know. I don't know. Anyway, I feel like it's been done a few times. That needs to be a best top ten list though, or top five. Top ten uses of the electric knife. It's to film. ruin to ruin the fun, I like. It's weird because she never uses any of this fucking meat for anything. No, like you don't get like. No, she's, she's like, cutting and she's preparing things, and I'm like, wait a second, are you staying well, for dinner? Like it, you're just doing this to do it. Yeah, it, and and plus it cuts to the scene when when she's clearly like she she's like not really present. She's just shaking her head yes or no to questions, and it cuts to like this low shot looking up, and the meat grinder's just ho- hanging over the countertop. She's just grinding meat yeah. and it's falling on the ground. Like she's not really present or doesn't really realize the situation that's happening. It's so a very strange. At scene. these points, I was thinking because now we've been introduced to the monster that, and you realize that she has love for the monster. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, she's probably slept with this thing. If we didn't have this confirmed already, well, she, she, no, she does. She actually so, literally, she said, definitely says it at one yeah. point so in time. That possessed, that possessed she, quality, that possessed yes. quality. I feel like. Is the monster now controlling her That's, because yeah. they like? Is this part of this monster in her, and it's yes. able to control her as a vessel? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, through influence. I, I think. Yeah. I think that. I think so. Um, if you're looking at like the narrative of the film, like I feel like it's really good to split this film into like the narrative and then like the sim- the symbolism of shit. But uh, yeah, in the narrative, she's definitely. I think this is the supernatural element where this this creature is like almost mind controlling her and mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I see. I and I took it as a literal thing. So mm-hmm. how I took this since we we've we've brought it up we're kind of getting into the end of the film, um, and I'll spoil a little bit of the end too, uh, but especially with the first characters like we said, hey, you know the 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 teacher Helen is basically him trying to replace Anna right mm-hmm. with the uh, you know someone who's very similar to probably the time when they were in a happier relationship right. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing is happening with Hel or Anna and this creature. Yeah, that's not really. A creature. It's just a creature in Sam Neill's mind as he's trying to understand who this person is, who's influencing his wife so much. Yeah. To not only take her away from him, but also Heinrich or Heinrich. Heinrich. That's a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Heinrich. Heinrich. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And and Heinrich too. Um, Which and it's even funny because they kind of even have. I feel like at times they're like. Henrik has this weird thing where he's like always trying to buddy up. I he, feel like, yeah, he's like, like again, like he, he has that irritating. He's like on a higher ethical level. He's the guy that you can't get mad at because he's so he, like friendly to you all the time. Because he comes over, yeah, he comes over to, to the apartment and tries to look for for Anna there. 
And the worst drunk acting, I got to bring this up, I've ever seen in my fucking life. Well, I don't know that Again, I think this is another over the... Yeah. I I don't care. Terrible choice. I think it was... Fucking horrible choice. Just the way that the camera moves to this movie and the way the actors move, it does have a dancey, choreographic Mm -hmm. feel to it. And I think this is another example of that. It looks like a flailing pinball just bouncing off of every wall. And it does. It was a bad choice. I I will say, I'll back Cody up on this. he, He is... Like my m- most l- the the character I liked the least in this film, and his performance I liked the least in this film. Like yeah. all the other ones, to your point, like yes, every single interaction of this film comes with like this beautiful cat camera movement. The camera just is always doing this kind of this, it's this fluidly this panning, fluid pan, and it's like this this half circle kind of pan that's following these characters in this scene. But like with with his scene with with Heimrich scenes, it's like the stuff is that he's doing as the as the performer is just so ridiculous and and almost feels like so unnatural for this fucking film that I just I, I agree with you I, I I hated the scene I thought it was the worst performance oh, I've ever seen it's it was the like, it's, it is it is like the worst scene in this he's movie. like spinning around and shit and fall like oh my running God. into stuff it's just yeah. like it's like okay either you are like beyond blasted yeah. or you're just trying a little hard I'm like, no I, as i'm watching it too i'm like is he on something harder than alcohol like, that's what i was thinking if you're on like, alcohol you're spinning that much bro you're throwing up i don't care who you are like you're that, that, well we we know he's into harder drugs so you see it later in the film yeah. so who knows maybe maybe well, uh, oh another thing i wanted to bring up too that uh kind of came out of nowhere which i was wondering what you guys thought of him too is the weird film portions of anna kind of breaking the fourth wall Oh, and yeah. talking to the audience, I feel somewhat, but the audience is is is, is Mark. Mark. Yeah, it's POV of Mark. Yeah, yeah. I like it because I, it. I feel yeah. like I was already totally engaged with her scariness, mm-hmm. and when she would lock eyes with me watching the movie, I mean, she just has a look that makes me yeah. terrified. Plus, the, 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 so. I think the director uses it. He he uses it so well. It's not overly used. It's like, like once or twice. There, yeah, it, there, the one time he used it that I even this time it kind of almost like shocked me. Maybe jump is Anna is telling the story of how she basically miscarried. Mm-hmm. Yes, this yeah. mm-hmm. this energy or force inside of her, and and like we should definitely we cannot miss talking about this scene because it is such a I think it's probably an the I, iconic scene, the iconic so. scene in this yeah. movie. And she just she does she. She goes through this painful, almost looks like she's being possessed in the process, and she's just doing all this. What was the word you used earlier? It was really good. Undulating? Yeah. And, oh, you and, undulate all that? and it was like, it was scary for me watching because, like, when she gets, there's one part she gets against the wall and she's flinging her head back, and you can see that her head bounces off the wall twice. And, like, in the, in the process of acting, she reaches back and feels her head that goes back to what she's doing. She clearly, yeah. like, hurt herself these, in that these scene. These are very long takes, too. I mean, like, yeah. if, well, you, if you watch it, it, so painful. Yeah. If you, it follows her in, the camera spins around. And you know what I was thinking? Where's the lights? Where's the, where's the sound guy? Dude, where's the, where's the director? Again, yeah. Like, I think it, a re- that that scene does have a certain grain to it, and I think that's why because they were using basically location lights. Well, and, huh. So it was literally just the the cinematographer and maybe just the actress in there doing that scene, so that they could get that swinging motion with the camera and pan all around. There's without clearly seeing no other crew people. around unless they're all moving in unison yeah. behind the camera. And it's even it's the impossible. small details of the scene. You know, obviously it starts in the church. She's making uh-huh. these weird moaning noises. Oh, yeah, noises. she's having a conversation with, with uh, the statue of, of yeah. Christ. She starts moaning. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And then it immediately cuts to the next scene where she's 
it seems like she's gonna throw up or something. She smashes that milk against the wall, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, and I don't know if that was just a like something that happened when she was doing the scene. I think yeah, but it made it more dirty. It yeah. made it more, like the gave, fucking eggs went against the wall too. She's rolling around in it, like the the angles that they shoot her at. Which by the way, I, I read up and 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 her and the cinematographer actually were together um for a long period of time, like uh. I don't know if they were married, but oh, okay. But there, so there was a chemistry, I think, with these two, probably. And the way he shot, they shot this scene with the way she performed it. I feel like was just so visceral. Yeah, that's a great word. It's a great way to so describe it. So slimy and greasy, and oh, and then uh, and then it, even like then you get to the part where she's like having the miscarriage and like. There's like white bloody milk shit coming out of her fucking ears. There's like yeah. a green pool forming below her. All these colors. She's like ble- yeah. it's bleeding out of her face and shit. It's like what an oh. intense and hard scene, man. And the way she pr- uh, emotes that that scene when all that ooze is coming out of her, yeah. it looks like she's pushing or she's something. pushing like she's having a baby. Yeah, you know. And I'm um, and it it's so believable to me that I was like. This it was is... a, it was an amazing performance, and then like this scene immediately, as soon as the scene immediately just cuts to her staring at the camera, and like at that point, I re- I realized I was like, oh yeah, she's still telling a story because I got so I got so sucked out of whatever the hell else was going on when this was happening and this performance happening because I just thought it was so good, and the lighting is like dim and weird too. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, it's great. Isabel Ajani is her name, by the way. Yeah. Too. We keep talking about her. I know. Yeah. I feel Anna, so bad. Isabella She's such Ajani. a good actress, and we haven't mentioned yeah. her name. Yeah. I mean, I... She plays two roles in this too. She does. Teacher and the uh, wife. Yeah. Which are way different personalities. Very different. Like she's a fantastic actress. I think she might be the. I mean, Sam Neill's very good in this yeah. as well. But I mean, she does a fantastic job. Sorry. Not, not saying that she's bad in this movie at all, but when this scene came up, I fucking laughed my ass off. When she threw herself into the fucking wall and splattered the eggs and all that stuff, dude, I was fucking dying. And then after that, I was like, this is going on for way too long. Um, and then I just wanted it to end. And then the oozy stuff, cool stuff happened at the end. But in my, in my, it's so funny. Like I was hearing you guys go off about it, and I'm just like... Man, for me, it was just too long, and it was funny at first because it was, again, it was so over-the-top and dramatic that it just made me giggle. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, I fucking feel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's, just it's, 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 it's funny to me. Yeah, that, I thought that was one of the more campy parts of the movie. That's so interesting. So, that is that is really interesting. I, yeah, I did not see it as campy. I thought it was thoroughly involved in it. I thought it was like a car, like a train no, wreck. You're just staring first, at it, at watching first, it. At first, I thought it was like, okay, this is really over the top. And then I could see she's getting, no, she's getting, she's acting her ass off and she's getting very into it, which is cool. But then it just goes on for so long and you're just like, ugh. Can this be over? Like, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Yeah, not me. I, I thought this was just a fucking incredible performance. <laughs> yeah, so 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 what you're saying is maybe, like, like for you, when it extends too long, sometimes it just outplays it, it did, too well, that's fast. The kind of the, that's kind of the, the, weak, the weakest point in this movie for me is the repetitiveness and the, um, the pacing. Mm-hmm. Like, hands down. Again, like, for me, this movie is... Her coming home, fight. Her coming home, fight. Her coming home, fight. Someone go to the apartment, kill. Someone go to the apartment, kill. Someone go to the apartment, kill. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, like, it's like almost the same shit kind of over and over again, just in different ways, but it's still repetitive. 
Um, so that was like, and this was just a, another example of that where I'm just like, okay, this girl's going to literally scream for five minutes and I'm going to have to watch it. Awesome. Well, I got it. The I got it. I got it that she's acting her ass off and she's killing it the first three minutes. But now Let's cut those two out. Now we're at the point where it's like, I feel like it kind of turns into a different movie. Very much so. Um, where, you know, Mark finds out kind of what's going on. Several people have been killed by this monster. It yeah. seems to be morphing. Yeah, and it's getting more human. Well, he's feeding off he, of the people. Yeah. He finds out through um, Henrik. Yeah, Heinrich. Yeah, because Heinrich. Heinrich goes in there. Uh, well, he's into sees the apartment it first, right? Yeah, he goes there first. He, he goes there first to try stabbed. to win her, win her over, and she stabs right. right. him. Yeah, yeah. You know, she doesn't stab. What she's doing, which is actually really fucking even scarier and creepy. Oh, she's just picking at him with she's the knife. Like oh. picking. I thought at first I thought it was scissors, and she was like cutting his chest hair, yeah, but yeah, getting yeah. skin. Yeah. Which that fucked me up. Where I was like, "How is he just standing there? <laughs> yeah, if some lady did that to me, dude, no, I wouldn't be. Think about that. Trying to get your chest hairs and just get your skin <laughs> with scissors. Yeah, it's no. terrifying. That's even so, yeah, worse. I, that is a butcher's cleaver, and she's just kind of poking and poking prodding and like, him. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just taking it because he's Buddhist. So yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> I think he's more because he's scared shitless. And no, he's see definitely it. scared shitless. He's scared. Um, it's already killed two thing, two people before this, right? Like, yeah. it's also killed the private investigator who is a bad shot. It, well, the, um, the private investigator oh, yeah. is lo- well. The private guest investigator also turns out to be uh, have a lover who is who is also the part another private investigator. So right, the right, first right. private investigator that dies, the main one that Mark hires, that's his that's his uh, partner. He's okay, like, and, and he goes. And he looking. goes looking for him. He's just like, he didn't come home last night. Yeah. So my, that I was confused on that because I was like, there's, I thought he shot her and she just took the bullet. Yeah, I, did I thought so first. too. Because he's so goddamn close, he might as well just throw the gun Yeah, but her. if you see like, the angle of the gun, it is... Yeah, it, yeah. it was almost like... It, <laughs> It's almost like it was a, a, a like you know you're not supposed to shoot somebody well, directly. I know. No, I think he purposely. Sometimes. I think he was squeezing off a shot out of like oh, s- frustration. It was like no, it was like the same scene in uh, in um, oh goddamn the Keanu Reeves movie with the surfers, the bank robbers. Oh, uh, point, point break. break. Yeah, and he like shoots the air because he can't do yeah. it. And it's like he's like that's that's what I immediately thought of my side scene. <laughs> He was just like he shot to the side because he was just so full of like sadness and frustration. Like, hopefully, but he's they'll like, just get scared. He's like, I can't shoot this woman. I, I mean, it's possible that he just couldn't kill uh, because she she overpowers him. She well, they seem to almost have shit like they seem to have like a really interesting moment too right before this happens because mm-hmm. she kind of explains he like her she explains kind of why she's there in, in like in like. I don't know. I can't think of how I want to how I want to describe this. She describes it in like a mystery of words, but he seems to pick up on like the fact that she's kind of stuck there and trapped there by this force of evil that's in mm-hmm. the apartment, and he immediately understands what it is that she's referring to, mm-hmm. and then she leads him into the room that this creature is on the bed, and then he finds the his partner in the corner, mm-hmm. and then that's when he takes the terrible shot. Who's the character that loses his sight for a bit when he that's sees he- this? That's, yeah. that's Heinrich. Yeah, What's that's that? Heinrich. What is that about? Is that about the possession of, like, they're it's possessing it his psychic mind? powers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely thought there was something to do with the fact that, like, he it's the first time you see the creature with its eyes open. Uh-huh. I thought it was like maybe he made eye contact with it, and it... It, it, it now has been manifesting some sort of power over, over people, and I think it blinds him for for a brief second. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how I took it. Yeah. Either that or, you know, it's the just the utter shock and fear of seeing a gelatinous blob that has life 
And it, you know, and it's almost like he he almost like out of psychosis, he goes blind for a minute, right? And then his his eyesight's finally come back, only to reveal the the former people that uh, have been killed in that apartment chopped up and placed neatly in tins in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah dude, sometimes you get hungry. You need Gotta a snack. feed the beast. Yeah, maybe he wants a foot. I don't know. <laughs> Bestio cereal. This episode is brought to you by Bestio. Yeah, made out of human parts. <laughs> so he, he does escape. Uh, he he manages to escape, and immediately he calls Mark because I guess he feels like it's the only person. Well, that... then you gotta call up your bros. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they're not friends, right? And but I feel like they are. But he but no. I think he he, he recognizes that he loves Anna as well. Mm-hmm. So this might be the only person that might believe Understand him and try to save name. her. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mark takes this as an opportunity to fuck with this guy, like mm-hmm. he is one. Like I th- I don't know if he reads this yeah. as. Oh, he's only mad because she left him and he's panicking. Right. Or if he really kind of understands, yeah, I don't care how crazy she is, but like it's clearly not working so, out. So I, this is my opportunity to jump in. I, took I it, don't know. I took it as, so I've always, what I took it as is this monster is, um, is it's the other guy. It's the one that is like the real shit, the one that's going to, you know, that's going to take Anna away from both of these people. And they both realize it. And it's kind of ha- like I feel like he realizes first, and yeah, when he calls Matt, it's like it's that same thing. Like, dude, now I understand what you're going through. This guy is doing the same thing to me that I did to you. Right? Come help me out. And he's like, Oh yeah, dude, I'm gonna come help you out and laugh at your fucking face because it's happening yeah, to he's you now. More than laughing his face, he kills him. Yeah, it fucking kills him. Yeah, I know that. Well, I mean, that's just <laughs> I feel like that's part of the movie. But I feel like the, I'm saying this the 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 yeah. symbolic. Yeah. That's his I mean there's definitely you yes. can definitely tell by his face, you can tell by his interactions with him that he he has ulterior motives even showing up yeah. and well, has nothing to do with fucking point, Anna. At this point, Sam Neill's got everything. the upper hand because because now mm. Heinrich is broken down. He's not the one that's like capable of beating yeah, Sam Yeah, He's got Neal. him in a weak moment. Yeah, so yeah. he takes a fucking advantage yes. of that. Also, and I will take the killing him a little step further too. That's getting him out of the way on his redemption or his road back to getting back together with him. Right. Sure, I, that's the that would say that would be the rep- representation like, of that. He doesn't believe him at all. That like, hey, Anna's in trouble. Like he's not even looking. Like he's seeing this. I think he knows though at this point because yeah, Anna's did, already yeah. told him the, the yeah. miscarriage story and all this shit. So I think and he, he believes her that there's a monster that is possessed. Yeah, like he's, absolutely. Because yeah. they, but I don't know. It's and just, it's a, isn't it after the story that he's he hears this, that monster. he that he tells Which, Heimrich the address? He's like, yeah, go to the go to the Which address. He has, yeah, he has this. Really, I think from the get go, he's trying to get Heimrich killed. He has killed. this really good. He has this really good speech in the in the in the movie. Um, Sam Neill does. Mark ha, has this real where he's trying like it's where she she comes in and she's doing the laundry and her fucking hands are shaking and she's doing all that shit and he's mm-hmm. like trying to explain to her like, hey, I see your point of view now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm ready to move on and like. It's okay if we do. And she, she kind of doesn't let him. And I think that's kind of the story of this uh, of this movie is where it's like and he says, "Well, there's I understand it. There's you, you when you're there, you miss being here and when you're here, you miss being there." Yeah. And I think that's kind of like what this whole fucking movie is. Mm-hmm. That realization of yes. yeah, the longing for something you because don't have. It's like yeah. you have one foot in, one foot out the door and you're mm-hmm. just like you can't decide. You you ultimately really can't decide which way you want to go. Hmm. Yeah. All right, and that's like the battle of this film, uh, and and what her I think ultimately I think what that's her, her choice bat- her battle for sure. Yeah, way. I don't know if it's his. It's I think not it's, his. No, it's what her battle is, and it was what her choice is. 
I think what happens at the end is how he sees it. Yeah. So at the end, um, after Heinrich is disposed of, Marco's back. Um, he sees this tentacle creature. Well, we, do, we didn't mention he blows up the. Oh yeah, we yeah. Did, he turns yeah, the yeah. gas on and blows up the whole apartment. Yeah. Which at this point you don't know what happened to the monster. They 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 didn't show it in the apartment. You don't know if it was in there when it exploded. I was kind of like, what is gonna? Well, and this is the part where he like goes back and and he and he witnesses seeing his wife like having sex with this weird tentacle creature yeah, and they have a weird moment like like he's kind of cool with it <laughs> she's like not yet is that what she says she to says him? Oh, she's, almost. 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 almost almost and i feel like she's not saying that to him she's saying that because she's about to fucking come dude and she's just looking him that, in the face uh, and saying, no, no i actually didn't see that at all That's this is I what i think no i think way. i think the way i took it was that she was saying that like i felt like that every single uh man that was coming in here and getting murdered was being absorbed in some way and mm-hmm. like forming this creature like it was taking on its traits it's all that because it's all men she right never brings a woman up there right um i think that uh she's having sex with this thing and she's saying almost like you're almost you're almost complete. perfect you're almost you're perfect. almost perfect you're missing yeah. something but you're gonna be you're gonna be there yeah and like sam neil like almost acknowledges like he understands yeah. that that's how i took that scene right for sure so do you think that's him acknowledging that She's almost ready to fully move on and let go of him. I, I don't know, because, again, when I, we get into the doppelganger, it's so weird that he is basically projecting that the the man that she found or that she's going to be with is him. Like, is exactly like Yeah, him. but that doesn't have anything to do with her actions. That's, 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 his, he, that's his psychosis. That's how he sees it. Right. But that doesn't that doesn't take away the fact so that seeing, she's creating she's in her world she's creating the perfect version which very well could look just like him. But I'm saying, but she, what I'm saying is she's she's essentially replacing like he's the way he's viewing it is you're replacing me. Uh, that's what I'm saying. The death scene at the end is like you're replacing me with me. And what I take is when they die on each other, um, that's their relationship, their actual relationship being done and over and actually fucking yeah. done. And even the, to the point to where he's, I feel like her shooting in the, herself in the back was also saying that she killed it. So I have a totally different interpretation. Yeah. First, I want to explain how we get here. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Sam Neill sees this and then he tries to escape. And the same people that he had the uh, uh, meeting with at his, the beginning. His employers. His employers are like out to like go kill him, right? Uh, so they start chasing him down. They, take, they start uh, exchanging shots against one another. Uh, Sam Neill gets shot at one point in time. He takes out a few of his guys, uh, Goes tries to go back to like his apartment where um, the teacher is taking care of Bob. Um, halfway up there, um, he basically turns around and he sees uh, Anna, and she's with what we presumably understand is the creature, but it's of Sam Neill's form. It's, it's, it's Mark's form, except with really dark mm-hmm. black eyes. It's complete. Green. Ooh, no. no, no, he has they're black, dark, dark they're, like, yeah, they're black eyes, black as Dude, black as soot. Uh, I I saw him uh, really, yeah. The when I watched him, at, they were green because they matched. Both both doppelgangers had green eyes. I don't know if I agree with you. I thought he had dark eyes. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure he had dark eyes. Black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100. Uh, but anyways, yeah, sure. keep going. Anyways, so uh, obviously you you get the impression right off the bat. Obviously, this must be this creature. Right, mm-hmm. so this is what I took from it. I, I'm interested that yeah, yeah, you saw it as um, he tried to she she created the perfect man, and it just so happened to look just like him. Um, so I thought that the first time I saw it, 
Second time I saw it, I had a different interpretation. I kind of saw this as, because I was taking this film more in the idea of like kind of what we were talking about, how maybe a lot of this is going on in his head. Like maybe these are just projections of things he's feeling. And I kind of saw it as that if this creature is possessing Anna to do all these these crazy murdering murderous things, that he sees this creature as himself because he realizes that he pushed her away. Like that he's coming to the ultimate conclusion of like, yeah, uh, this marriage failed because I was a part of this. This whole time I've been trying to find justification that I've been right the whole time and that she's just this horrible person. But in reality, like... I pushed her away, um, and if I, the, I'm seeing the catalyst for that as myself for the first time. Mm. That's like that's how I took it for the second time, and I was like, "Huh, okay, all right." And maybe the best version of her was the girl that was the teacher, who might not look anything like his wife. Right? She's just a better version of what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. That's not his wife. It doesn't. Right. She doesn't actually look like that. What do you mean? What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, like maybe it's possible that uh, her lover, back to, like, who was the... there, who is this monster that he's portrayed in his mind, actually doesn't really, he might be a real person. I don't think he's a going, monster at all. We're going back yeah. to the idea that um, not everything we see in this movie is, is, is completely accurate. Yeah, that it maybe could be it's some more of his symbolic, psycho- like his psychosis is and his understanding. Yeah. You know, one hundred percent was that's what I think that is, and I like I said, I think that's where I get the re- the representation of like I think he sees it as he's being replaced by someone who's exactly like him, and I almost even take it to towards the end, even the further end, the double end. Well, I was uh, going about just about to bring this up because I think it gets even weirder. Yeah, with yeah this then film, it gets really weird after the shootout in the hallway, and the, yeah. basically Sam Neill and Anna are dead. This doppelganger of Mark Escapes. leaves. He. Convinces a stranger to shoot he to, to basically get, yeah to like give 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 him covering fire, which well, I, he I boost him up. <laughs> I would like to might add that also like kind of gave me like a weird. There was a one I weird it was an moment, Christ moment. Yeah, like uh, that maybe this was more literal than I thought. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe it is a devil because that's something the devil can do. Yeah, yeah. Like, just convince you to do weird shit. Right, right. So then I was like, okay. But then it builds, but yeah. it doubles down on that shit. Uh huh. When we get to the end, but but yeah, basically we cut back to. The teacher's apartment, and there's a knock at the door, and we can see in the silhouette it's this Mark Doppelganger. Yes. And then, yes, the son says, "Don't open the door. Don't open it. Don't open." It. He's screaming it, screaming and it. He runs and he jumps in the tub and kills himself. Jumps basically. in a tub and drowns himself. And then the teacher's like walks up to the door to answer it, and then like fucking chaos outside ensues. Like a fucking war breaks out, mm-hmm. and all we hear is the sound effects and the lights and the explosions and all this shit. And then it's just like a close-up shot of the teacher's face, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that is the part where it's like, I feel like the director, if anything, he was just maybe he was just trying to throw off the scent of the actual underlying story and be like, no, this is actually like about the Antichrist being born through through this through this terrible relationship or something, because it ends like the it ends with the world ending essentially. Yeah. So what I took that as is this is actually the one part of the movie where we get the effects of this whole this whole thing on Bob. Well, the killing cell part, yeah, absolutely. No, no, like the no, he, I, I, like, see, I know like exactly the, what you're the saying. whole thing. Like his whole world is destroyed. His basically, his dad comes home. His mom won't let him in. <laughs> or he doesn't want him in either because he's also afraid of him. He's been gone for a year. He may not know him that well. 
Um, and like when when they do get together, just bombs and the fucking war breaks out, and he runs and hides the best place that he knows how. Mm. See, yeah, I saw this more as symbolic of um so now that we've established that like okay this this relationship got ruined this relationship is over obviously she they, they're both lying dead on a staircase and this evil version of mark is running around the world i kind of took it as like kind of like oh hey did kind of what you're saying like hey did you forget about bob yeah like now that these parents jealousy and hatred and all this shit this volatile scenario that they were in has crumbled the real victim is this kid Right, yeah. like we forgot about him because we haven't seen him for a good hour almost in this fucking yeah. film almost. But like, yeah, and I think he drowns himself but, in the tub to kind of establish that the whole world, his whole world, world essentially, is, is being destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's all he had, I and like these that. parents' yeah. spite got yeah. it the better of them. That's exactly how I took it. That's good because I just kind of thought this is some surreal shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure it means something, but you know, at this point, it's like, yeah, it's like. Going totally crazy in the house. I'm, you know. I do think it's about that time that we rate this mammer jammer. What what was the what, what did you say? N- Whatever. What did you say? Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that word. A jaunties. Yeah. Undulates. Undulations. 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 Did our fan rate yeah. this? Yeah. Um. Okay. So didn't pick a symbol for us, but gave it a five. Five out of five undulates. Five undulations. Five from- undulations. All from right. Drew Abbott. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. All right. Uh, five undulations. So let's go with Chris. Felt it. I yeah, felt it coming this way, well, man. When you're quiet for the last half of the fucking show, that's what you get. Um, Look, this movie has so much in it. I, I actually don't feel like we covered it all. Um, and that's okay. Like, there's just a lot to be discovered. I feel like I agree that there's some repetitiveness to it, uh, like Cody called out. Um, and there's a point in this movie where I feel like it could end and I would be fine with that. And that was just a, right about after the he blew up the apartment. I wish they kind of wrapped it up a little bit quicker right after that. Um, But instead, I feel like you got another 30 to 40 minutes of story. Um, So there's pacing issues with this movie. However, I really, really like this movie. This is my second time seeing it. And upon a second watch, I really appreciated it for the artistic merit that's going here. I do understand that this is probably coming from a point, a place of anger when it comes to telling the story. Um, But Damn, do they film some intense scenes. They got some great actors to to play this off. Um, I'm always a fan of the Lovecraftian, uh, you know, uh, like tentacle monster character, um, especially in a really odd location, which is West Berlin in like this very cold, like dim background set against you know with the berlin wall in the background it's just unlike anything that i've really ever seen like it did give me a brood vibe which you know i'm a fan of that movie so um overall this movie like i could watch it again and probably discover more with it um i'm gonna give it a five i think the five undulations this movie is definitely i think one of those kind of horror movies I really love. I don't think it's completely a horror film, which makes it even scarier. They really mix in the drama and, you know, even down to the costuming and this, yeah, the cinematography, like we said, we've been praising it. It, it really does stand out amongst a lot of other films out there. So, 
uh, five undulations for me. Highly recommended. At least one watch. Five from <laughs> Chris. I'll go next. Um, pacing issues. I have. I do have a hard time with the pace of this movie. Two hours is this a long two hours? It's a long two hours, and it, and because of the repetitiveness, it does make it a little bit harder to watch. And because because what happens is you're like I, I kind of seen this, and you I, look away. At least I did. Um, over the top acting, but I believe that was by choice, but very well done. Very, very well done. Um, Isabella, I'm sorry, well, how do you say her last name? A Johnny. Probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> by the way. I don't think that was, I had mentioned that. That she's just, she has such a great look on film. She is fantastic in this movie. I think she won uh, Best Actress at Cannes for this. Yes. Uh, which is well deserved. She's been nominated for Oscars as well. Yeah, well deserved. Honestly, well deserved. For, I, I, I honestly believe that. Um, my hard times that I also have with this movie is mostly starts with Mark's character. Uh, I, I, he's really hard for me to respect, like, or anything else, uh, which always makes it hard for me to enjoy a movie. This isn't my cup of tea. This is not something that I'm going to sit down and want to rewatch over and over again. Honestly, um, it's kind of depressing. It's kind of boring. Um, and the horror elements that are in it. I'm sorry, they're not shocking enough for me. Uh, they're they're pretty. It's pretty fucking lame, dude. When you're like waiting for it, because here's the thing, man. Watching this movie, I was like 48 minutes in to get to the first kill. That tells you that I'm literally watching the time at this point because I'm like, when's it? When are we getting into it? When are we getting into it? And then when we get into it, it's kind of a letdown. Was your assumption that it was a horror film right off the bat? Just from just from how they play it off. Okay. Yeah, just from how they play it off. And then you're expecting something big from the supernatural elements, right? Because it's a cult film. There's got to be something huge with it. And then you just get like a sloppy tentacle sex scene. And you're like, okay. Like, that is what it is. I've never really seen anything like that before, but I've seen way sicker shit in like society and other movies. Um, I don't know. So that for me wasn't enough either. Um, I, I'm going to come in. I was going to, when we started this conversation, I was at a 2.5. I'll come in at a three just because this conversation did boost it up a lot. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I, I put it at three. Technically this movie's the shit. Cinematography is beautiful. Um, the one thing I will also knock on it too is, is, uh, we didn't talk about it. the music is really, really forgettable. Um, and not a great score, Oof. but Oof. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Disagree on that I don't one. Know about that that's one. me. It's all mood music. I like it. I'm not, not Anyways, even that. Sorry. Yeah. But no, 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 that's me. I'm at three. I'm at three. You guys brought me up half. I feel like we could have we could have tried harder next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go with Mike. Um, so when I first saw this film, I I was mesmerized by it. Thought about it for days. Um, although when oddly enough, even though I was like, oh yeah, let's choose this fan pick. Um, like afterwards, I kind of had this one irking feeling, like, ooh, maybe this is a one watcher. Like, what if like. Like, I already got everything. Like, do I really want to go through all this emotion again? Uh, literally five minutes into it, immediately I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, let's do this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the ride. And um, I got new things out of it, which is always a great thing. It still got me thinking about what this film, this whole conversation was fantastic, I thought. Um, I'm going to give this a five. I think this is a brilliant film. I love a film that gets that I get something new out of every time. Uh, acting is just as good as I remember. Um, and it, it left me with 
different emotions, but the same feeling, even though I had seen it already. Kyle? Uh, yeah, I'm going to come in at a five as well. I love these kind of, um, these, I, I, I don't feel comfortable calling it a horror movie per se, but I do love these kind of horror movies. Um, the more character, um, psychological type shit, um, really resonates with me. I feel like what we're watching on this film is something that's just so raw and visceral of really a, a, a director's putting all of his emotions out there that it's hard to... It's hard for me to take us to to sit back and like be super critical of a lot of stuff because then that means I'm being critical of this guy's experiences and uh, I think he does a wonderful job conveying those those feelings of of deception and sadness and whatever the hell he went through like watching this movie and watching these characters' actions feel almost too fucking authentic um, and I think that's a mark of great filmmaking like. We touched on it a lot in the show, but fucking hell, gotta say it again. Cinematography is on point. Holy crap! This is a movie that if you're into cinematography, you want to get into it, you should check this out because the way that the camera is so fluidly moving in just about every single scene. Like I don't think it ever stands still, but it never. It's never. You know, it's never handheld. It's these fluid panning shots throughout the whole thing, which I thought was just gorgeous. And this second time watch through, I really, really drilled in on it. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I think you should definitely go check it out. Um, you know, it can be a little bit of a slow burn, but it's a movie that you can watch multiple times and continue to pull something new out of it. Like, this conversation was way more enlightening than uh, what I thought about it the first time I watched it. first time I was just kind of mesmerized by the chaos that I witnessed, and now I'm like, this conversation, I'm like seeing deeper levels and shit. So, um, five from me, definitely go check this movie out. Yeah, I will say after I watched this too, just to do a, a little final thing here. That was definitely oh, the like, music was great. I was definitely, <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely like, oh, this is like a precursor to an A twenty four film. Like, or, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, it it would fit into their yeah. model of, no, it, it of really what would. kind of horror films they're releasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those and are I kind of like. I wouldn't be surprised if some they're fans of Possession. You know, over I, there. <laughs> I, honestly, when I watched this, I I got like I was like I could see elements that they took from this that are maybe in like something like Hereditary. Yeah, you should check out Antichrist if you haven't watched it yeah. yet. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, the other film, the, movie, the, the other film that I hear a lot of people compare this to is Repulsion. Yeah. So, but I have not seen that either. I just think that there was some power to this movie for it being kind of not like an underground film. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just kind of had had something dip new to it. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. But before we go, we do have a review to read. Yes, we do. Um, we got a review here from Baylor James. Uh, title review says, It Takes Me Back. Five-star review and... James goes on to say, I love this podcast. I discovered it when I was listening to a podcast about the movie The Warriors. I stumbled upon this podcast, and they had done almost every movie I'd grown up watching. Definitely recommended for those who grew up in the 90s watching classics like Tremors, Space Invaders, and Arachnophobia. Hmm. Baylor James. They like the yeah. 90s films, maybe like Congo also. <laughs> you know what? You know what? He didn't, he didn't include Congo. Yeah, but he said he 90s, so he probably, he probably meant Congo. Who was the guy who recommended uh, uh, Possession? He liked Congo. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He, <laughs> he, pur- loved he it. purposely shit on Congo. He purposely <laughs> shit on Congo. I know. I'm just kidding. When he should really be like a James Baylor, is what yeah. I was going to say. Drew. Yeah, Drew. Hope you're listening. <laughs> 
hope you stuck around this long. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> James, thank you so much for the review. We uh, we really do appreciate that, guys. Please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us climb those charts. <laughs> um, and we want to keep on climbing. The four years in, we got to get over five listeners, guys. Help us out here. I'm, I'm hoping for six tomorrow. I'm really pulling for it. Otherwise, we're going to have to pull the plug on this show. So get in those reviews. Uh, at <laughs> <laughs> then head over to ColtFilmInReview.com. Put in your request. Um, to, for films for us to review, like Drew did. And thank you, Drew. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Yeah. We, I, I really do, Drew. I was giving you a hard time this whole episode. Hopefully, you are still listening because I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put a disclaimer in the, uh, <laughs> then, in the show description. Yeah. By Please the way, read Cody, read sorry, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then when you're done with that, make sure you follow us on uh, social media. You can check out our YouTube page. You can head over to uh, Instagram, follow us at Cult Film in Review. You can follow us on Twitter at Cult Film underscore Review. We also have a Facebook page. You can check that out. You can follow Kyle at. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Yawn McGee at. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the loudest fucking yawn. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. So Sorry, it just took over my body, dude. <laughs> like I was possessed. You possessed. I was you possessed. You can, <laughs> you can follow Chris at. ColtFilm underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at. At Mike Solicio on Twitter. You can follow me at. <laughs> at collect on Snapchat and Instagram. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>